Hello, welcome to Culture Fear. 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 Absolute Fiat. Culture Fear. 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 That song does my head in, but let's put that to one side, shall we? My name is Nathan Stevens Griffin, and I am the drummer and, I guess, one of the songwriters in the band Martha. I also play in a couple of other bands, and I've been making music for basically since I was about 12 and playing in bands that play shows since I was about 18 and I'm 36 now so most of my life I've been I've been doing this kind of thing um, but I think we're here to talk about Martha today so I'll stick with that. Minnie was a preteen arsonist it was a song from Love Keeps Kicking when was that recorded uh, released? It came out in 2019 in about Easter time, maybe April-ish. It was recorded, I think, the year before. And can you remember writing this song? So I actually, for once, remember quite clearly uh, writing it because we'd got together as a band. So we have, four, for your listeners, we have four songwriters in the band and we we kind of have a collaborative process often with different people bringing ideas along. But usually it starts with someone who brings chords or whatever we don't sort of jam and come up with ideas in in the practice room. But for once, in this situation, we, we were just messing around in the practice room and our guitarist, JC, kind of came up with this hook type thing and it sounded really good and really power poppy. And we were like, oh, we should do something with that. And I was like messing around on the drums, trying to like accentuate the way that he was like hitting the guitar strokes. Anyway, we came up with this basically just together, the four of us, with, with this idea that JC had kind of come up with. We came out with sort of verse chorusy type thing. And then what often happens is I'll be I'm a bit like the fixer in the band. I'm like the one who I like solve problems or if there's like something that doesn't work, I'll go away and try and make it work or I'll do a lot of the lyric writing because for whatever reason. Something I enjoy mainly. But so I was like, right, I'm going to write a song to go with these words. And I had not not too long before that seen a documentary called Mini A Life Revisited um, about a guy called Michael Cooper, whose nickname was Mini, who was growing up in County Durham, which is where I'm from, in the 1970s and in a, in a sort of very strictly Catholic family and who had, I guess we would say, behavioural issues um but the way that that was dealt with at the time was that he was effectively um incarcerated he was locked up in a sort of secure children's home um and there was a documentary made about him and i'd seen this because of a friend who had been talking about it on twitter i think actually and it had really sort of spoken to me and i was like i want to write a song about this this issue and those happened to be the chords that (laughs) You know that it was like uh, the song was like felt quite power pop, quite driving, and the sto- the story of the song is kind of 
about someone who's traveling and trying to escape and trying to break free. And it felt like words to that effect would be useful with that music, I guess. Martha and the lyrics to Martha have characters, whether they go through a few songs and a few records or just characters that pop up for a song. Had you written other songs about around in a similar in a similar way before? Broadly speaking, yes, because we've do, we've written songs that have been about real people, um, or that have included real people in in some oblique way. I really love sort of stories and storytelling in songs, so that's something I'm very interested in, and often like to write songs that evolve characters and start with a character rather than start with the concept and you know and look at somebody and where they are and what they're doing and and that kind of thing so that's often like the starting point but I guess the difference was that this was like quite specific to this documentary that I'd seen the the documentary provides a snapshot of this person's life when they're very young and the song is about that it's about this sort of time in in this person's life do you think that energy, I guess, of Minnie as a young person, is that something that when you watch that, you think, oh, I was at school with loads of Minnies? Yeah, 110%. You know, whilst I'm a bit of a, I've always been a bit of a goody two-shoes in some ways, I identified with how he felt a lot. So, like, just the feeling of wanting to push back and wanting to, and and the frustration at the rules and him having this, like, this mischievous side to him which is quite serious in some ways you know setting fire to his own house and things it's not it's not um stuff that you know it, it's serious stuff and i think it would be viewed very differently today and i would hope that he would be helped rather than locked up but yeah i, I really did i i empathize with him and as as someone who was kind of a bit different and a bit precocious i guess this is why the documentary was made, but also I think it spoke to some of the things I'm interested in politically as well about abolition and decarceration and how prisons aren't the answer and how locking people up is not, you know, does not, it, it's, it generates harm rather than healing. You know, the way that we deal with people who have problems being so carceral and so punitive. And so there was a bit of a kind of politics to write in it as well. It spoke to me on lots of levels, but also because of of my friend Dave Harper, who I think, you know, very much also empathised with Minnie, and and that's why it spoke to him. And um, it has a sort of new meaning now to me, that song, because of our friendship and Dave sadly passed away last year. But um, that kind of character from the Northeast who is willing to say fuck you and kind of be their own person and and yeah like my school was full of minis there was somewhere a rebellious mini inside me although i was very well behaved at school most of the time (laughs) it's interesting as well with like durham yourself being from durham city durham county as well with this like huge prison just looming over it yeah in the city almost city center really doesn't it yeah and it's very unusual in that way and it's because it's one of it's a kind of, uh, you know, 18, early 1800s prison. So it's from, nowadays, we build them out out far away and, uh, you know, we don't pop them right in the middle of a kind of 
city, um, but it is this sort of Victorian era. Not fit for purpose, of course, totally overcrowded, massive prison that's just next door to the university like social sciences department and like the these like centers of affluence and obviously the court is just there and yeah Durham's an interesting place with all this like rich history but also this very real kind of social sort of divides in the city between the university and the kind of kinds of people who can afford to go to the university and you know historically very working class part of the world with a population that is kind of they talk about a town v gown kind of divide in Durham and I think that's true to some extent and the prison's a part of that for sure. You know you said that you had that quiet defiance I guess that many had in a more louder way that defiance in yourself and Dave is probably what brought the two of you into the same rooms and like had that friendship flourish? Yeah I think so. So Dave Harper was, well, most famously was the drummer in a band called Frankie and the Heartstrings, um, but was also a musician like me, a bit older than me, who also comes from the Northeast and who predominantly was known in Sunderland because that's where he lived and where he set up something called Pop Rex, which is like a music community hub thing. Um, that started out by inhabiting sort of empty shops in the centre of Sunderland and eventually now has its own premises that's a a cafe and a music venue and is going to be lots lots of other things. But yeah, I got to know Dave through making music, specifically through Martha, because we were lucky enough to play at Poprex a few times and he was someone who... There is a there's a music scene in Sunderland that is brilliant, and that you know it it's there's lots and lots of um, great bands come out of Sunderland over the years, and with any sort of scene, it can feel impenetrable. But Dave was someone who, from the moment we met him, welcomed us and really made us immediately feel like we were part of what he was doing. And we, you know, we've tried to do similar things in Durham over the years with putting on shows and I've kind of always said when we do shows that if somebody turns up and you don't recognize them and you're on the door introduce yourself say hello and 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 sort of give them a way to become part of what it is because scenes can become cliquey very quickly through no fault of anyone anyway from the moment we met Dave he was very much like cracking on with us in a really funny way and and welcomed us and then from there we just sort of became pals and we would often play at pop recs and and go along to shows and you know we had that kind of relationship that i have with lots of people through music that that's really nice um of sort of we supported frankie and the heartstrings when they released their third album i think at the Clooney, and when we did the album launch for love keeps kicking we on the day we kind of did a very short notice album launch at the pop rec space and that was brilliant so that's how I know Dave, and or how I knew Dave, sorry. And um, one one thing about Dave, anyone will tell you, is that he was he wasn't necessarily PC <laughs> all the time in a really sort of nice way. Like he would never punch down, I don't think, with what he said. But he would he would push the boundaries a little bit, and he would always be making jokes and always be doing daft things, and and that was in a scene that can be quite serious and quite, you know, 
I don't know, sometimes quite pious and like moralistic. And I'm sure I've been those things many times. It's quite refreshing to have someone like that who's, you know, this working class guy who takes the piss out of posh people and how they talk about things sometimes. And his rebelliousness uh, or don't give a shit attitude was like something that was really, really lovely about him and and which everybody misses, you know, uh, his jokes. The reason why that documentary centres around Minnie is because he has that charismatic, cheeky beauty. Yeah. I believe. I'm sure that there was so many young people that were unfortunately in a similar situation to Minnie. Yeah. And from what it seems like, as soon as they knew there was a documentary coming in, they were like, you've got to go around, you've got to speak to Minnie. I think it's just that like frustration at the way people behave and not being able to understand why. Yeah, and when there are rules that are kind of like, just like, well, that's the rule, and it's like, but why? And it's like, well, it's just the rule, and that kind of thing that, it, you know, basically my whole life has been about trying to <laughs> trying to kind of resist that kind of subservient obedience It seems to be weaved into the tapestry of British culture in some ways, of forelock-tugging, like, bootlicking <laughs> tendencies of, like, well, it's, this is the way we do things. Yeah, so I think it's like that and the sharpness and how intelligent Minnie is and, and that that was Dave as well is just very, very quick-witted and very funny. So there's a there's this, like, for me, the song has a sort of a different meaning now because it's, it's, it's obviously still about Minnie, but it's also about Dave to me. Um, yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing, isn't it, about the vessel of, like, a song? that mm-hmm. it can change its meaning and also that meaning to other people. Like before this conversation, I just typed in Minnie was a preteen on Twitter and, you know, people are saying, oh, I really like this song or this is my favourite song from the new record and stuff like that. Have you had any experiences of people, um, of people's experiences with the song? So one thing I, w- I, I should say is that... Um, when when I wrote the song or when we recorded it and before the album came out, I sent it to Dave on Facebook Messenger or whatever. And he was like re- he was loved it and that was really nice because I knew that the I obviously knew that the documentary meant something to him as well. And then like to my total surprise, he was like, Can I send this to Frank Rodham? who was the guy who made the documentary, who he just happens to to know because I guess Frank Rodham was from round this way originally as well. And I was like, yes, of course. And obviously that was really nerve-wracking because this is the guy who made the documentary. And, and then he sent me a message from... I'm going to find it now. I should have found it earlier, but I'm going to try not to get upset as well. So he he messaged me saying, just had a text from Frank Rodham, and then in quotations, brilliant, Minnie and I love it, meaning that he, he played it to Michael Cooper as well. Is there any chance we could both get a copy? Please thank Martha for their terrific track, Frank. So, yeah, that's someone who heard it, who liked it, <laughs> um, which is nice. So my friend Paul Brown, who you might know, who... As a promoter from the northeast who lives in Durham, he he recently read Michael Cooper's autobiography because of hearing the story of the song and stuff. So 
obviously that's not your intention when you write a song, but this is what songs can do and why, you know, I feel relatively insignificant within it all. It's just like, okay, I, you know, wrote this song because it was something that was, that spoke to me and then things happen and you feel like it has a life of its own and it has agency in the world and, you know, people might hate it or like it or whatever, but that's why we write songs and, and do these things and lots of people are like Martha like that song because it kind of sums us up in some ways, I think, in that we're a bit cheeky and a bit rebellious and we're from County Durham and that thing of of lighting a fire and seeing what happens is... It could do with a bit more of that in the world, I think. 